Hey friends, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to personally welcome you to our podcast. At TC, we exist to see people transformed from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing today? Good? So man, we are excited for Christmas, and uh, man, we're excited about this week. We're excited about all the things that are happening. Uh, man, uh, just amazing things. Tomorrow night is going to be incredible. And, uh, I know many of you have invited friends and family, and we want to let you know that, man, we are excited. We're, we are praying, and I genuinely want you to hear my heart. We are praying that God meets your friends and family in a very special way. But I'm also here to tell you that we're praying that God meets you in a very special way. In the God With Us series, we've talked about a number of different uh, things. And and today I want to talk to you about this idea of the light. And Matthew 1.23 is where we've been kicking off all of our sermons for the series. And it's what I want to put in front of you today. It says that the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel which means, and I want you to say these three words with me, God with us. And so uh, we get the story, and and many of you are not unfamiliar to it. Jesus is born in the manger, and, and God comes to earth. Jesus is, is here. And so the question that I have for you today, and Honestly, I kind of want it to be a moment of reflection just for you for a second is, why do you need God with you? Why do we need God with us? Now, uh, the part of you that grew up in the South, we're in, we're in the belt buckle of the Bible belt in Pensacola, y'all know. So the automatic answer is like, well, I need God because, you know, whatever. I, I need him for my sins and I need him for heaven. And I need all that. And And I think all of us know the cliche answers, but I think for some of us, we haven't truly answered that question in a while. So I'm going to ask it again, and I want you to genuinely think about it. Why do we need God with us? For some of you, it's for your confusion. You have found yourself in moments of outright confusion. I've been there. Anybody anybody been there? How about for your weakness. Anybody been, you need God for your weakness? Anybody, has anybody ever found yourself trying so hard to be strong and although you were trying to be strong, there was just, it was like there was a cap to your personal ability and strength in those moments. Has anybody ever found yourself so weak? Maybe you were sitting on the edge of your bed and you knew you were just at the end of what you were capable of. Anybody ever been there before? Anybody ever been hurt? Anybody ever had genuine pain step into your life? Maybe you have just cried out to God before Saying, God, I I don't know if I can take this anymore. The pain is just too real. I I can't tolerate feeling this way anymore. Maybe for your struggle. Do you need God for your struggle? 
Have, have you ever found yourself at a loss for what you were going through? Maybe you've found yourself in a position where you quite frankly didn't know if, if you could go anymore. The struggle was just too much. And, and what I've also often found about the struggle is different than maybe weakness and pain and some of the others is how many of you guys will agree with me that sometimes it feels like the struggles last longer. Like I go through moments of weakness and I may go through moments of hurt. But sometimes we step into seasons of struggle that seem to just last too long. Well, the Bible in Matthew tells us that he will, that she will conceive of a son. He will be Emmanuel, God with us. But what happened in the book of Matthew is actually, uh, was actually completing or fulfilling a promise that had been made earlier in the Bible and years prior to that. Before Jesus ever come to this earth, there was a promise that was made. And, and it's actually found in the book of Isaiah. And in the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 7, verse 14, it says that the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and we will call him Emmanuel. And what happens in Matthew, what happens when Jesus comes to earth is a fulfillment of of what the prophet Isaiah told us was going to happen years before. But what's powerful about the book of Isaiah is it also gives us a different picture because we know Jesus oftentimes to be our Savior. We know Jesus oftentimes and what he's accomplishing for us, but you know, there's, a, there's another part to how we see Jesus. And, and in that same book, Isaiah, if you go ahead a couple chapters in, in chapter 9, it describes Jesus in a very special way. In verse 6, it says it like this, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. Talking about the authority of the world will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And what's so special about that verse in Isaiah 9, 6 is, is if, if you look at what he's communicating there is, is he starts describing Jesus in four ways. And all of those things together come make up who Jesus is for us. And, and so for those of you who have found yourself in moments of confusion, We said, why do we need God in our life? You found yourself in moments of confusion. The beautiful part is Isaiah 9, 6 says, he's a wonderful counselor. He's a wonderful counselor. He's the the light of wisdom and understanding shining into the darkness and confusion of your life. We need God for our weakness, for our weakness where the Bible says that his strength is actually perfect when we're weak because it's only when we're the weakest that we lean into the strength that we acknowledge we can't do it on our own. And and the beautiful part behind that is that that he's a mighty God. Isaiah 9, 6 says that he's a wonderful counselor. He's the mighty God. And this mighty God is shining the light of strength and power, power shining into the darkest moments of your life shining into the darkest moments of weakness for you. He's the God for your hurts. You see, he's the 
everlasting father for your hurts, for your pain. As an everlasting father, he, it means that he's the light of eternal protection and love for your life. Shining a light into your fear, into your anxiety, into your depression, into your hurt and into your pain. He's shining. And for, for many of you, you've, you've tried everything else in your life, but you haven't tried Jesus yet. But he's the only light that can shine into the darkest areas of our lives, of our lives. And for your struggle. Anybody ever struggled before? The rest of y'all struggling to tell the truth. But for your struggle. For those of you that have found yourself in that struggle, he's the prince of peace. Isaiah 9, 6 says that he's the prince of peace. The light of peace to shine into your life. You see, uh, the conflict that wars in your own life between the life that you know God wants for you and the life that you actually have, he's the peace that settles that conflict. For many of us, we, we think that we have to earn whatever it is that God's going to do for us. For, for many of us, we think that we have to get there. We have to, once I, once I get there, Brad, I'll, I, I'll start to turn my life around. Once I make that move, once I make this change, once I do that, and, and listen to me, you, you don't get yourself together to come to God. You come to God to let Him get you together. And so often, we feel like we have to find the light ourselves in the darkness. We feel like we have to find the light in those dark areas of our life ourselves. But we were never meant to find the darkness, find our way out of the darkness on our own. We are to come to God and let Him shine the light into the dark areas of our life. So you got a candle on the way in the door. I want you to take it out. Don't light it just yet. I see some of you popping them on already. Don't light it just yet. Because I want to ask you a question before you turn it on. I want you to think for a second. Who do you need Jesus to be for you? Now we're gonna talk about the things in a few minutes that Jesus absolutely is. The things that he, without a doubt, has come to be for us. But we just described a few things and I want you to think for a second. Who is it that you need Jesus to be in your life? So I just wanna invite you to close your eyes for a moment. Do you need a wonderful counselor? in the midst of your confusion? Do you need a mighty God to be strong in these moments of weakness for you? Do you need an everlasting father? Do you need security and, and, and protection 
and a life that seems to be so chaotic? Do you need peace in a life that, for some of us, has met its fair share of struggles? What we know is that in John 8, 12, it says, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. We're going to get ready to go into another song. And here's what I want to invite you to do as we get ready to start. It's, you to think of the things that you want God to be in your life, the thing you need Jesus to be, the, the counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. I want you to, who, what is it that you need Jesus to step into your life with? And as you recognize what that is, Jesus, and, and, and I want you just to, to say the phrase, either in your heart or out loud, but as you settle in on knowing that you need Jesus to be in your life and in that way, as you recognize what it is, I just want you to turn your candle on. Say, Jesus, I need you. Go ahead and think about it. And as we sing this song, I want you to think about it. And I want you to turn your candle on as you recognize who it is you need Jesus to be in your life. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men.
also John chapter 8 says that Jesus declares that I am the light of the world. And one of the things that's really powerful about light is that something so insignificant, something so small, put into the darkest places, create the greatest impact. In a room full of light, this candle doesn't seem like much. But in a room complete in complete darkness, this thing shines. And Jesus says that whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. So here's a question I have for you. Why God and not something or someone else? Now, I'm not interested in a religious answer, but more of an honest one. Because aren't we all guilty of trying to fill the empty areas of our life with anything else but God sometimes? Aren't we so guilty of trying to pursue the career and the, the degree, the house or the, the marriage, or the, whatever it may be? So here's the reason why we need God. You see, we need God because he can understand us. We need God because he can understand us. Hebrews 4.15 says that we do not have a high priest, Jesus, who they're talking about there, who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. So hear me for a minute. It's, What Hebrews is telling us is that Jesus has experienced your struggle before. Jesus has experienced your pain before. Jesus has experienced your weakness before. And Jesus has experienced your confusion before. He has been tempted. He he has had his mind challenged with the possibility of doubt swooping in. But the reality is, is that Jesus understands us. And for some of you, your version, your view of God is just so wrong. Because because he understands us, he can understand why. Why you fear, why you worry, why you're weak, why you hurt. So he understands us. The other thing is that we need God because only he can transform us. You see, he understands you, but then he can also transform you. That's why it's beautiful that the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that if you're in Christ, that the, the old is gone and the new is here. And how many of you are thankful that God has given you a fresh start? How many of you are thankful that God didn't leave you where you were, but he took you to a new place? And so Jesus has stepped on the scene for us, and so he can transform us. He will transform us. 
as we step in to this life, as we step into faith, as we recognize in our life, whatever it is that's brought you to the realization that you can't keep doing this on your own and you need someone to step in and help you and his name is Jesus, he can transform you. Everything you've ever tried to become, everything you've ever tried to do to make yourself better will never work. But when Jesus gives you a fresh start with him everything changes it's a fresh start it's a new beginning and God steps into your world and lastly we need God because he can save us anybody ever blown it before just messed up anybody ever just done wrong Rusty, y'all lying. You just messed up right now. He's the only one that can save us. And the beauty here is that God steps on our scene. And, and, and what's amazing about this is, is exactly what we've been teaching our pipeline students in the past few weeks is, is the polarizing duality of God. It's the, uh, the state that he was in where he came to earth completely God, but also completely man. And, and his death, his sacrifice to die for us, yes, that was a, a necessity. And that was amazing. And that was such a gift that none of us could ever deserve. But there's power in the life that he lived. There's power in the death that he gave, the price that he paid, but there's power in the life that he lived, a perfect life, a sinless life. And he went 30 some odd years with no sin in his life so that the very purpose that he came to earth to fulfill so that he could be our wonderful counselor, so that he could be our mighty God, so that he could step in and he could bring perfect peace as an everlasting father into our life. The reason he's able to do it and the reason he wants to do it is because he wants to bring light into the dark places of your life. So for your struggle, not just your temporary struggle, but that eternal one, the war on the inside of you that knows it needs something different. Prince of Peace, he's also the light that brings all of the peace into the darkness. Peace to shine that can change your eternity. Romans 5, 6 through 8 says, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for us, the ungodly. God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, while we were still messed up, while we were still acting a fool, Jesus saw us then and died for us. Every bit of joy, every bit of hope, every bit of peace that you need in your life is found in Jesus. Matthew 1.23 a virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means, say it with me one more time, God with us. Bow your heads with me this morning. Maybe you're in this room and you need God to step into your life.
You've tried it all your way. And you need God in a new way. The Bible says that if we would come and confess our sins, repent of them, but then believe in our heart that Jesus raised from the dead, that he died for our sins and raised from the dead, if we would believe that we could be saved. So here's what I wanna ask you today with everyone's head bowed and your eyes closed in this place. If you need God in your life, if you need him, you need the fresh start. You need the one that understands you. You need the one that can transform you. But more importantly, you need the only one that can save you. His name is Jesus. And today, if that's you, I'm not going to come to you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to point you out. I just want to pray for you today. You say, that's me, Pastor. I need a fresh start. And I need Jesus in my life. If that's you, right where you sit, will you just raise your hand and say, that's me, Pastor. That's me, Brad. I need, I need help. Awesome. Yes. Once you put your hand up, you can put it down. You say, that's me. I need a fresh start. I need a new beginning. Yes. Maybe you're watching us online right now. And you're saying, that's me, Brad. I, I, I need God to give me a new start. And I'm ready. I'm ready for a new life in him. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray this prayer together. And if you raise your hand or you didn't, but you're ready for Jesus to give you a fresh start and a new beginning. Here's what we want to do. I'm going to have you repeat after me. And this prayer doesn't make you saved. This prayer just put words to the actions of your heart that says, I'm putting my faith in Jesus today. And the whole church is going to pray with us so you're not praying alone. And so let's pray, church. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my wrongs. Make me clean. Make me pure. Make me whole. I believe that you came to the earth. You lived a perfect life. You died for my sins and you resurrected three days later. And through your life, through your death, and through your resurrection, I can be saved. So I give you my life. Make me brand new. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. TC, let's put our hands together for all those that pray that. Perhaps for the first time, we celebrate with you. Thank you so much for listening today. To make sure you never miss a message, be sure to subscribe to our channel. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave us a review. For more information about our church or to contact us, please feel free to visit our website at transformationchurch.com. And if you want to connect with us on Instagram and Facebook, just search at Transformation Pensacola. Join us next time for another message from one of our pastors as we see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be.